Yo, yo, this is the voice of Frylock. Carrie Means coming at you, and you're listening to Canned Air, bitches. And welcome to another episode of Candare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And joining us today from the webcomic Bad Luck that updates every Wednesday at badluckcomic.com, we have co creators Alethea Van Holland and Jackson Jobert. Thanks for being on the show with us, guys. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Hi. We have a good show lined up for you today, and I'm excited for the retro roundtable because we've. Uh, have you guys seen the new reboot trailer uh, for Chucky? Child's no, Play? No, I, I saw that it was out, but I haven't watched it. Yeah, I saw it today. When, when did this happen? I think <laughs> this weekend or Super Bowl. Maybe? Oh no, no, yeah, that's what was it. Was, yeah, I don't. Maybe it was the weekend. I couldn't tell you, but um, they've had teasers for a while, but they actually released the trailer here not yeah. long ago. And you don't get a look at him. Oh, you just really, see his hand with a knife, don't you? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm sure that'll be the next trailer. Trailer 2 is always the one that everybody wants. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. with reboots uh, being all the rage these days, we're going to be talking the best and worst reboots uh, that we can think of. And boy, have I got a list of stinkers here. I probably have more of a, the worst than better ones. <laughs> Can't think of any super awesome, uh, great reboots. but I've got a couple good ones. I'm sure you do, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and then in our red, and then, excuse me. Then in our comic vault, Jack, what do we have this week? Mister, I'm see, I'm not sure which way it's going to be pronounced, but Mister Lovestein or Lovestein, the web comic that I found. Just the name has me intrigued. <laughs> <laughs> One of the titles we'll be talking about there, and then we're going to turn our full attention over to Alethea and Jackson to talk about bad luck. But uh, before we do that, be sure to follow us on Twitter at CandarePodding, on Instagram at Canned underscore Air, and on, what are we on Facebook? It's CandarePod there. It's CandarePod also. Yep. Uh, a lot of things going on there. And what else am I forgetting? Patreon. Patreon. Yes, go to patreon.com forward slash CandarePod. You can donate, what is it, $5 a month. You get access to mm-hmm. our monthly Patreon show. Have quite a catalog building up there. Much different, more relaxed show over there, I think. It's the behind-the-scenes kind of before we hit the record button I think just sometimes kind of a bitch fest if if I'm going to be perfectly (laughs) honest but uh, you get some of the best recordings that way I think (laughs) so yeah head over there uh, become a patron help support this show it boy it means a lot to us Mm -hmm. if if you would and uh, Jack what's going on with our Wizard World stuff Wizard World if you want to go to a Wizard World show this year we have a promo code for 10% off tickets use the word canned air in the little promo code box at checkout we'll give you a cool 10% off and keep an eye out for whatever uh, Wizard World show is coming up next your local show yeah, we're going to be giving away two VIP uh, three-day passes for that show. Well, I don't know if it's it's technically VIP, but they've named it something different this year. Three-day priority platinum passes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I wonder why they do that, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's a VIP pass. Come on, yeah. right? Yep, pretty much. We'll Get, just call it a premiere. It's pass. a cut in front of the line pass, almost. You could win a premiere pass. <laughs> it sounds a little uh, more hoity-toity, maybe. Yeah. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Okay, the best and worst 
movie reboots. Where should we begin? How about Alethea, Jackson? Either of you have anything uh, to kick this off with? You can go first, Jack, if you want. Um, well, I mean, there it was really, really hard to think of, of any good ones. In fact, I had to start going through my extensive DVD collection to see if I didn't just burn some. <laughs> um, I think the one that, like, universally, my wife had to remind me that I liked it was The Planet of the Apes. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. As a worst? Yeah. No, as, as a good. Like, I, oh. I like, I genuinely like the new Planet of the Apes that came out, but... Other than that, it's really hard to find one that I like. Did you uh, enjoy the the Mark Wahlberg uh, Planet of the Apes reboot? Is that what you're referring to? Or are you referring to like the Dawn Rise and uh, the Dawn Rise? I mean, yeah. I did like the other one too. I I just kind of like all the Planet of the Apes, and I it, I didn't really get a negative from any of them. Sure. I could never get into the original one. I tried. My God, did I try. And I just, I couldn't get on board with it. But yeah, these new ones have totally pulled me in. And those were some fantastic movies. I can't believe that didn't even occur to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, my wife, she's like, yeah, that's a reboot. I'm like, oh, it is technically. Yeah. Technically. (laughs) Your entry qualifies, Jackson. Woohoo. I'm on the board. Hey. (laughs) Oh my God. Jack, what do you got? I have, I was kind of threw me off when you said it because I was looking at just reboots in general so I had a lot of TV ones but um, as for movie ones the worst Arthur I don't know if you ever watched the movie Mm -mm. it was uh, Dudley Moore he was a a drunk millionaire it had uh, what's her name mama mama Oh, Liza Minnelli. Liza, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's in it. But uh, Russell, <laughs> Russell Brand was in the newest one. Oh. And it was just, uh, maybe it was because it was Russell Brand that I've only seen parts of it. And I just can't get into it because uh, that almost heroin addict crackhead. <laughs> I have no idea what you're has. talking about. I need See, to look I, this. I genuinely liked Russell Brand and I hated that movie. So <laughs> it was just bad. Oh, that does look familiar. Okay, yeah. Jack's showing me a picture on his phone. That does look familiar. Boy, he was a flash in the pan, you know? Uh, yeah, like he, he just was. came and went like the fucking wind, didn't he? The Sarah Marshall oh, yeah. movies made him big, I think. That or was a good or, movie. Yeah, it was. It was uh, so forgetting good. Uh, Sarah Marshall, yeah, that was a good film. That, yeah, it was. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, he had a lot of good stand-up that was okay. He tried to... Sh- there was a show that went on, and then, like, drama kind of, like, failed that, and then it just kind of went down from there. Right. Yeah, it's a shame. That's it. That's it. <laughs> well, I mean, I got another one, but yeah, okay. I'm... I didn't know if you had more to tackle. No, no. Okay, okay. Uh, Lethia, how about you? Uh, for worst or best? Either. I might be in the minority here, but I didn't really care much for Rob Zombie's Halloween reboot. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't hear that even a lot. I mean, it. <sighs> Okay, myself personally, I don't have like this uh, emotional attachment to the Halloween films like most do. So when mm-hmm. I saw it, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I understand why people say they don't like it. I think he shined a light too much, like trying to explain Michael Myers, why he is the way he say, is. That was more based on him versus... You see a lot of his childhood hmm. in that film, and uh, there were some good parts to it. But, you know, all that explanation kind of takes away from the creepiness is what I heard somebody say on a different podcast or something like just the yeah. fact that he's evil incarnate with no explanations what makes him creepy yeah if you get I, too much story then it kind of loses it right you start feeling bad for him I guess I just felt like 
like this is just my own personal opinion with rob zombie's version he was just putting in shock just to, just for the sake of shock like yeah <laughs> and to me that's pointless right <laughs> that's that's where i got bored with it <laughs> i can understand that and you know uh what was his uh, his first film was it house of a thousand corpses yes i, I mean yeah. have you seen that it's just mm-hmm. kind of a mm-hmm. texas chainsaw massacre you know turned up to 11 this that's, what this one goes to 11 that's all i the feeling i get from rob zombie just from hearing his movies is just it's a lot of unnecessary gore i think just for the sake yeah. because he's rob zombie the yeah i like rob zombie don't get so me do wrong I, yeah. i'd yeah, love yeah, to go no, see he... him again but what's that i was just gonna say he is very creative like when it comes to set designs and the ideas he has he is very creative mm-hmm. but it's yeah. just like when it comes to his movies like i don't know what it is they just don't hit it for me <laughs> i am genuinely not a fan of rob zombie like he's never done anything that i'm like yeah i want to watch that again or i want to experience that again I, I so much of it to me is just i get so desensitized by all the things he does he'll go over the top and i it if i'm desensitized i'm not watching anymore i'm not paying attention anymore sure no i understand I totally get that. It's been pretty much the same kind of thing for many, many years. It hasn't evolved or taken new it's forms. It's just kind thing. of that, like, retro horror, black light. I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. There's, like, lots yeah. of, like, uh, black light colors in those There's films. There's a oh, term for it. I can't think of oh, I can't think of the name. Oh, yeah. I can't. Th- yeah. There's a term for what I'm yeah. trying to explain instead of sounding like, like a fucking idiot. I want to say Roadhouse. Don't they sound like it. black light. <laughs> I think some of his best work that I saw in a movie was in the Beavis and Butthead movie. When they had the but was it Beavis ate that peyote oh. and he started tripping? Yeah, all that animation yeah. and the trip okay. scene was Rob Zombies. Oh that, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, see, he is very creative. Like I love that scene in that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember as soon as he looked at yeah. Butthead and he was like different shades, just like just off, and I was like. Whoa! Sure. I think I was drunk when I went and saw the movie. <laughs> I, uh, caught me off guard. I got to see Rob Zombie once uh, at an Ozfest. I don't know. Shit, Ozfest in Columbus. How long ago was that, Jack? It was 2019. So we're the last one I remember. About 18, 18 years ago, 17, 18 Jeez. years ago, I'd say it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, got to see Rob Zombie play without any of his uh, theatrics. They were just on a, on a stage, like in one of the side stages of the event. And it was just him, T-shirt, jeans, microphone, playing his songs. And I thought oh, that was pretty way. cool. It was neat. It was neat huh. to take all the theatrics away because uh, he's just a tiny little dude. And <laughs> truth be told, when he's out there running around, you know, the singing isn't that great always, I don't uh, think. Yeah, it's not like he has a great voice. It's just I mean, he's no Millie Vanilli. I thank God for that. He's yeah. not lip syncing his bullshit. <laughs> it could be much worse, but um, I don't know. I guess at least it's authentic. I would like to see him, though, all with uh, the whole show, the full effect. That would be neat. I saw him. Right, two or three times with White Zombie before they all... They Shut up! Quit. You've seen White Zombie? Oh, yeah, man. Whew, that's good shows. I bet it was. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That would be cool to see. All right, uh, one I've got here, The Fantastic Four. Yes, I mean, how many times can we too. try oh this? Uh, and uh. I pose a question <laughs> to all of you. Okay, because everyone says if only Marvel could get it back. And I don't doubt at all that Marvel would certainly do better than what's come before it. 
But what could they really do to really ground this in reality like these other films have? I mean... I don't know, really, because they... It would be so difficult. Yeah. It would be so freaking hard. I don't... Maybe... The culture that they were... that Those comics were made in originally is so different than the culture we have now that you would have yes. to completely change the characters to make them relatable enough to feel real now. I don't think they'll. it would work at all as them as the stars of the movie it would work better with them in the Avengers type I would think Mm. yeah yeah that's true they would need some kind of of introduction but I don't know I the only benefit I could see to that whole thing happening was bringing Doctor Doom into the official cinematic Marvel yeah if Doom comes in you would have to have a fantastic (sighs) corner yeah just if they could pluck Doom out of that hot mess and just throw him <laughs> in the universe, that would be cool. That'd be a good phase to, we like, just want Doom back. Up. That's it. What's that? We just want Doctor Doom yeah. back, yep. and the rest can stay. We just want these great. Precisely. There's Precisely. series going around for the Avengers about the Fantastic Four, the next Avengers movie. Yeah. Because that when Happy was selling the uh, Avengers Tower, Stark Tower, at the end, Spider Man. Homecoming, mm-hmm. that maybe the back it was going to become the Baxter Building. Like Reed Richards was going to buy it. Oh, really? And then if you remember, it was Stark Tower. Stark mm-hmm. fell off. The A was left, so it became Avengers Tower. And if you cut one of the legs off of the A, it's oh, Jesus a four. Christ! <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic Four. <laughs> Yeah, I, just, I, just, I, just let it die. Just, it's okay. Just let this one die. <laughs> like, yeah, not, it would be cool to see that. Good. <laughs> what, what's that, Jackson? I said it's not even that good. Like the the concept of Fantastic Four to me, you've got characters that are just they're boring. Yeah, <laughs> like be good, be bad, but don't be boring. And Fantastic Four has always been boring to me. Even on the cartoons back yeah. in the day, yeah. they weren't. Yeah. Great. I never bought many of their books. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. I mean, you're just more watching family drama with those yeah, books. Right. It seems like you know, <laughs> which is whatever. But anyway. So with that being worst reboot with the Fantastic Four, is that a reboot from the '90s movie to the new ones? Because <laughs> that would actually be an upgrade. I would have thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not wrong. Yeah, you are not wrong. I guess that's I a polished uh, turd. Right. <laughs> was was that ever officially released though? The '94 movie. I don't know. It looked like it was like an after-school special show. The way it, maybe they just it did looked. it on TV. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it was a TV movie. I think it was actually. I don't know. I heard that the things like makeup in that '90s movie was like amazing for the time <laughs> it did look actually pretty good it, it looked a lot like the comics the way yeah things had that big eyebrow going across his, it looked his way brow, better but... than they did in the uh the first one with alba and evans chris evans yeah cap cap thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> anyway we are back to uh, jackson me oh crud um was not paying attention there for half a second like I threw it back uh, pretty quick. Like in class. You did. You just slapped me in the face with it. <laughs> We're playing uh, like racquetball here. Uh, let's think. Since there's more that I hate than ones that I like. Oh, here um, we go. <laughs> I, I did not like Disney's reboot of uh, The Jungle Book. Same. I didn't like it. I oh didn't want God. it. I want them to take it back. 
You know, we kind of talked about that last week on last week's episode, just about, um, you know, they did a few of these reboot movies with the live action touch. And not that that movie can even really be considered live action. That boy was the only thing that was was real, which is nuts. That was the only thing. Yeah. Like if you look at the filming of that film, it's just him on a green screen stage. That's it. That's working with foam creatures. Yeah. Like, yeah. How is that live action? It's not. It's. I guess it's realistic CGI, but right. that's still not live action. That's different. That's yeah. a two thousand seventeen cartoon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. The modern cartoon. It, it, it would be live action if they actually had like a panther in there and they just CGI his lips. Like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Then you got yeah, that would been action, neat. But. <laughs> I'm anxious to see, you know, after because I've heard that before. I've heard other people say that about uh, the Jungle Book, and I'm anxious to see how they do the Lion King. If mm-hmm. they still stick to that kind of a format, or if they actually try to do any kind of live location shots in Africa, or you know, what I don't know. It'd be cool. I'm nervous about. Really nervous about it. I am too. <laughs> I'm more nervous right now about Aladdin. Yes. Oh yeah, no kidding. That's probably got to be one of my favorite Disney uh, films from the 90s. And I'm very accepting already of what I've seen of the Will Smith genie. Oh, that's fine. I'll take it. I mean, I'd rather not cast him as the genie, but whatever. Do you think he'd lift it or is that a bodysuit he's wearing? That whole thing, like even his face was CG'd in that trailer. Like there wasn't a bit of him that was real in that trailer. I didn't get a good, I looked, I saw it on my but it looked looked pretty fucking fake to me. But (laughs) the thing that uh, kicked me in the gut more than anything was Jafar. Jafar, yep. I mean, he's awesome. I love Jafar. And he just looked like a little nerdlinger sitting there wearing like a, like a fucking Halloween store costume. His voice killed it for me. Ugh. Like, he should be... He looked like he was younger than Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Like, this dude should be a lot older. Yeah. I, did, I didn't see that, older. like, long, like, little beard thing he was always twisting in yeah, his finger, yeah. you know? Like, uh, I don't know. So seeing that little, like, wiener dude, like, wearing that outfit <laughs> and then holding that great big serpent staff, I was yeah. like, uh, What if Yago is going to be Gilbert Godfrey? Uh, no, didn't, no, didn't he go on some it. like racist rant or something? Oh, I, mean, I don't didn't know. Didn't he lose like the whole Geico job and <laughs> or no, no, not Geico. It was that fucking Affleck duck. Remember, he was Affleck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See, Gilbert, everyone's replaceable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that duck is still screaming for James Earl Jones. James, Jones you, is not what? replaceable apparently. Yeah, isn't he back in The Lion King? He's the only one that they've rehired. Oh, yeah, he's for a hot also, second, yeah. I thought you were saying James Earl Jones is who replaced Gilbert Godfrey as the Affleck. No, 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 like, no, no, no. way! That would be hilarious, <laughs> but no. I might look at Affleck then, but no. But, like, he's the only one in these reboots that I think is from the original movies, that which is kind of a right, shame. Yeah. It would have been so awesome. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying anything prolific here, duh, for what I'm about to say, but it'd be awesome to have Robin Williams around for this uh, live action trailer. Oh, yeah. of Aladdin. You know, uh, they they would have been stupid to not bring him if he was still around. Imagine like his face superimposed. You know, not only to bring the voice, but then to actually be the actor who brought him to life. Because mm-hmm. I mean, didn't they draw Genie a lot off of his Half facial of his, structure? Yep, exactly. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Man, how amazing that would be. How amazing it would have been. He would totally own it. Like <laughs> It would be the performance you know, of the year. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think if he hadn't had the stipulation in his will that they can't use anything that he's recorded, nobody can use it till like 35 years or something after his death, I'm sure they would have just used all the footage, like the stuff that they didn't necessarily use for the first one for this new one. Because they've got more like stuff they didn't put in the original Aladdin than they know what to do with from him. I bet because really? he was just improv yeah. stuff all over yeah. the place. So he just probably went off and they just filmed it and then just used parts, little bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what they did. At least that's what like the extended DVD stuff all says. Yeah, it, it's probably I didn't know there was such a thing on his on his material. So nothing that he's recorded can be used. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because I know like Disney was kind of upset about that when after he passed because his family's making sure it's enforced sure. that nothing can be used. They can't they can't even, you know, stuff that they already have recorded, they've already put out. So they couldn't even just take the audio track from everything that they recorded and then slap that on a new movie and say, well, he was gone. We wanted to use that. Can't do that. Not wow. until like 35 years later for doing that. That's so kind of Disney good, couldn't though. cash in on him. It's yeah. cheapening. It's yeah. for sure. You know, say that that clause wasn't in effect and they did take his voice and they CG'd his whole face like they did with uh, a young Princess Leia mm-hmm. at the end of that Star Wars oh, film. Oh, yeah. That would have been tacky. Yeah. That would have been very tacky, especially oh, in yeah. circumstances. But anyway, again, I'm not saying anything no one else isn't already thinking here. <laughs> <laughs> I, somebody had to say it. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, we're back to you. Now, I don't know. I'm sure this is a reboot because it brought the franchise back, but it wasn't originally a movie. It was a video game, but Rampage. I've been wanting to see that. <laughs> For me, it looked horrible, so I didn't choose to see it. The yeah. guy at work today, he was talking about because he hates The Rock with a passion. Sure. He I was get just that. like, guess what the kids watch this weekend? Rampage. The Rock. <laughs> Movie was so stupid. I couldn't believe I had to sit there and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been all right if they didn't uh, have the lizard being a giant crocodile. If it was like a big uh, iguana or something like that, but because mm. it was a big lizard monster, not a crocodile. Sure. And it wasn't a albino gorilla. It was a big gray gorilla. We had. You remember when we had. Uh... Not yeah, that long I ago. Brian Volkweiss? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's the creator of the toys that made us on Netflix. We had him on. We were talking about toys, and he brought up the Rampage toys that came Walmart. out. <laughs> Shit was oh, so bad. It was and you so found bad. the figure, the I, Rocks figure, and was, his eyes were all cockeyed. His fucking oh, eyes like, printed on his forehead. Bad and shit. paint app on him. Oh, my God. They're like still sitting in my Walmart with like three inches of dust on them. Yeah, like, nobody wants I don't that know. shit. Like, even nobody will even touch it. It's just kind of like the forbidden zone in the toy section of our Walmart. You know, there are toy collectors out there, and I'm I'm kind of one of them where, like, if I see something that looks cool, I don't even necessarily have to be into it. If it looks kind of cool, I might still get it. Mm-hmm. This this freaking gorilla is not cutting it, not cutting no. it. There's like what like three tone colors on this darn thing, and yeah. I think a lot of its printing's not set right. You've got to get the eyes right. If you can't get the eyes right, don't fucking buy them. Yeah, it's worthless then. Ah, oh, see, I'm getting pissed off now, Jack. Once <laughs> <laughs> I was at the store, it was a Silver Server figure, the Marvel Legends, mm-hmm. and I was standing there. There's two on the shelf, and Misty was standing there with me, and I was like. She's like, yeah, go ahead and grab one. I'm like, all right. So I'm sitting there. I grab both of them. I'm looking, and she's like, what are you doing? 
I'm like, I'm looking at the paint application on it because yeah. I want the good one. Okay, look up on the shelf here behind me. I have this uh, X-Force Laura Kinney Marvel Legends figure up here. Mm-hmm. I tore that shelf. I gutted it. <laughs> I gutted it. I had shit everywhere looking for the one that didn't have claws that were jacked that sideways or bent. Yeah, because yeah, every one of them was except for that one. <sighs> The stuff we have to get. These aren't, these aren't real problems, but <laughs> these are our problems. With them. But but that's a shame. The movie isn't good. I saw big big monster animals, and I'm like, yes, give me more. <laughs> well, there's a new Godzilla coming out, right? I mean, that yeah. ought to yeah. that ought to quench that thirst. That should for you. be good. That was yeah. one of the other yeah. turds that the the Matthew Broderick Godzilla it was math. Or, oh, yeah. or no, 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 no. Yeah, it was Matthew Broderick in that one. What in the bad one in the nineties? Yes. Yeah. Um, who was Mothra, Ronan, and Gamora? Gamora, thank yeah. you. And the three or of Gamera. them, Gamora. That's yeah. what it is. Definitely, I'm not a Godzilla aficionado. Aren't those the three that are going to be in it? I believe so. Boy, he's got his work cut out for him, doesn't yeah. he? Mm-hmm. That's going to be so awesome. It really <laughs> Just is. Big, big kaiju's fighting each other. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of kaiju's, we have an episode of our uh, our other show, What If, coming out here in a few weeks, where we actually talk about if kaiju monsters really existed. Mm-hmm. Shameless little plug there. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, uh, another film here. I thought this to be a good one. Maybe people wouldn't uh, agree with me, but the Power Rangers movie. Overall, I enjoyed the heck out of it. There was little nitpicky stuff like oh, Megazord. That was the worst part of it. Yeah, but. he looked like shit. Yeah, but other than sure. that, I I liked them all. Or she, it could be a she too, I suppose. Sure. <laughs> however, the Megazord identifies. It looked awesome. But no, I you know the Power Rangers is such an odd thing in itself to you know to try to reboot. I think is tricky, you know, without just going full on camp, accepting the camp, you know, trying to bring it to a different medium. We're like, oh, this is badass. Mm-hmm. I thought they did as good as they could poss- possibly do. You I know? like the way that it opened up where you saw a little bit of the back, the history that yeah. Zordon and Rita felt that, you know, they were the Rangers. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed the kids. There were there was corny stuff in it for sure. Like I really like Kimberly. Was... She brought, once she cut her hair, man, she reminded me so much of Amy Jo. There was like this... Uh, who was it? Trini. The girl who played Trini was out meditating, like doing yoga on a mountain like ledge. Oh, she yeah. was like listening to heavy metal. metal. Like <laughs> that's what brought her her zen. Like it was so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> anyway, nitpicking. Overall, I thought it was good. It was Billy fun. was awesome too. Yeah, I enjoyed him. Yeah. He was a good character. He was much better than the original they all Billy, were. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the original was too stereotyped. Yeah. Right? I don't, yeah, I don't know I, if uh, Alethea or Jackson here were Power Ranger nerds. Oh, yeah. I, I used to watch it with my big brother when I was a kid all the time. <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah. cool. That was the I never got, got into it. <laughs> it's I never a shame. got into Power Rangers. Now, was it's that because shame. did you age out of it or did you just not give a shit? Oh, I think there's a little bit of, of both. Like, I, I was young when it was in the 90s, but it just... I. I just watched it and I went, I could be doing something else right now. <laughs> I, I could be doing chores right now. And then I did chores instead of doing that. So What's that, wrong that with tells you, you something. What kind of kid were you? Watching you know what chores kid I was. Over 
I've got to agree with Alethea here, you know. Like, uh, yeah, I started the same way. I remember when Power Rangers came out, and I think my sister was the first one to get into it. And since she got into it first, I was like, stupid-ass Power Ranger sissy shit, you know. Like, <laughs> But after then, I, uh, I saw it. I saw it on TV, and I, you know, went on my way, not thinking twice about it, but I couldn't get the fucking ninja fighting out of my head, mm-hmm. the shredding yeah. electric guitar, the kaiju monsters, <laughs> the mech suits. What more could you want, Jackson? The buddies. Just not really into the to the to the mech. I think it's the mechanical stuff because I like my my brain loped it in with like Transformers and Voltron, and I just never got into those either. Mm, um, I can see that. Like, yeah, I, I, it just kind of all lumped together in my child little brain, where you know bright colors equal the same thing, right? So yeah, I just I never never really got into it. See, I also I also grew up with three TV channels. Mm. Um, one, one was like local news. One was Fox and the other one was like PBS or something like that. It was awful. So like my, my experience was like, I had to go out and hunt a thing and if I wanted it, I got it. But it it was just never anything that I was, I felt was worth hunting down to go get. You've seen a lot of X-Files and married with children, haven't you? (laughs) Have <laughs> I could probably quote it, and then I'd be very embarrassed and ashamed of myself. <laughs> Don't be. Don't yeah. be. Of the three you named, Fox is where I would be. <laughs> Unless Nova's on. I enjoy Nova on PBS, yes. but other than that. I like Nova. Nova was good. Yeah, that's a good show. I like yeah. listening to Carl Sagan's weird pronunciations and stuff. Oh, oh, uh, Antiques Roadshow's on there, too. Mm-hmm. That's uh, a good yes. show. I love Antiques Roadshow. Always makes me want to go sell my stuff, and then I realize that my stuff is not <laughs> you real. You <laughs> own crap. Yeah. <laughs> nope, nope. That is worth nothing. Uh, maybe that old can of beans is worth some shit in the back of my pantry. <laughs> the biggest can of tuna I have that I've kept for 30 years. Yeah, yeah, that's worth something. It's the truth, though, because that's where everyone's mind goes. Like this, I remember when I saw that show, my grandfather years ago gave me an old musket, like Civil War era musket. I mean, this thing's all rusty and doesn't work, but that's where my mind went to. Like, how much is that worth? <laughs> when are they coming to town? You know, but they're like, yeah, uh, it's like 35 cents, maybe. They would, they would probably appraise it at. You might get some scrap metal out of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Worth more as scrap than anything else. You might use it to scratch your back. <laughs> All right. I just love it when they're like, I think it has more sentimental value than anything else. Right. right. Thanks. <laughs> I don't know because I'm here trying to sell it. So it can't yeah. <laughs> Sentiment always goes so far. Mm-hmm. Once those zeros <laughs> yeah. start tacking on, then to hell with sentiment. Exactly. To... I'll be sentimental about what I buy with that money. There you go. This new house was given to me by my grandpa. Really? No. Anyway. <laughs> Does anybody else have any other movies to mention? For one I thought was good was uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Oh. Yeah, that was really good. I was worried about that one, but they kept it pretty much true. I mean, it was the same director, so... That was a the originals. So that was a reboot. 
Yeah, I think so. I, uh, I, I don't know. If I don't know. I did enough. a little bit of research, and it's considered a reboot franchise. I don't know. <laughs> Is it? Sure. I, I, I'm sure. I, I'm just asking, not because I'm being a snarky ass. I'm just <laughs> I'm asking because I don't know really anything about old Mad Max, and I didn't know if this was like a years later continuation. Of course, that wouldn't make sense with him, Tom Hardy, being as young as he is. So, of course, yeah, it's got to be a reboot, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry to ask such a stupid question. Please, Alethea, continue. I was just going to say that, like, the, I think the think the villain in Mad Max was actually one of the villains in one of the, like, the actor. He played, like, a different villain in one of the earlier movies. I can't remember which one, though. I think it might have been the first one. Hmm. <laughs> so I thought that was cool, too. And And obviously they use, like, a mixture of practical and CGI. A lot of movies do that, but, you know... It, Mad Max Period was really praised for like how much practical effects and CGI they used. <laughs> and you really can't tell unless you see the befores and after with like all the mm-hmm. sandstorm and blowing around and all that. You can't, you really can't tell. You know, mm-hmm. in Mad Max post apocalyptic future, it seems like everything seems to be scarce except for fucking gasoline. These dudes yeah. are just driving <laughs> endlessly, <laughs> nonstop. Like, where are they getting the fuel for this? Well, the truth is, with everybody gone, you know, there's way more. And so it's just cheap. But there's got to be an end to it. Like, okay, guys, we need to cut down (laughs) on just the driving and screaming across the plains here. Especially with what they're driving, too. Those have to be gas hogs. No kidding. Sucking (laughs) like half a mile to the (laughs) gallon on those things. Man. I'm sure I'm I'm sure there's some some lore to it, but I haven't seen the first three movies in a long time, so I just don't remember. <laughs> was there three? The truth before? is they're yeah they're powered by hopes yeah, and there dreams. Is. There was Mad Max. There's Mad Max. What Thunder Road or something like that? Then there was or no Thunderdome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, what was the middle? Oh, one Road called? Warrior. That's Road right. Warrior. Yeah, that's thank right. you. Yeah. Good pick. I wouldn't have thought of that one either. And I think with that, we are going to move on from this segment as we are running long. But hey, you know, when you have a good conversation, you just have to let it go, right? Mm -hmm. You have to let it go. And before we move on, Adult Swim Jack has hit us up again. Oh, snap. Yep, they certainly have. We have a set of buttons here, pins, which I'm going to get pictures of and uh, put on our social media here. But Hot Streets Season 2 is coming out here uh, February 24th at midnight. Set your DVRs. This is a show that has uh, Justin Roiland in it. And uh, bringing in, coming in the second season is uh, of Ghostbusters fame, Ernie Hudson, who's going to be voicing a new character. And we are actually going to be having him on the show either this or next week something like that uh not sure we don't have the date pegged down yet but we'll uh, let you know once we do but yeah check out hot streets again on adult swim sunday night february 24th at midnight set those dvr i guess dvrs are kind of irrelevant you can i mean most people are going to streaming now right i don't know i don't i watch i, I might as well DVRs, be saying so. set your vcrs yeah. you know <laughs> if you go to adultswim.com I, you can stream all their shows uh, on there so if you don't happen to check it at, at midnight uh, you can check it there but again hot streets season two with that, let's swing open the door to the comic vault. Jack, would you like to go first this week? Sure, I'll go. I have a webcomic called Mr. Mr. Lovestein, or Lovestein, depending on how oh, right. you re- you say it. And it's at Mr. Lovestein on Twitter. I don't think there's really... It's a, a pretty much a comic strip, joke of the day type thing. And the characters, I don't know if they're really people. They're more like Dairy Queen-shaped characters. <laughs> They're kind of like they look like cupies almost. Uh, yeah. 
But uh, the colors, everything's done in like real heavy CMYK. Each, all the characters are like all just one single color. <laughs> That's a hell of a description to give a listener. <laughs> a fucking Dairy Queen in a Cupid. Well, we need to... got the, the little curly Q thing on the top of their head. Okay, they're solid color, circular beings with little like soft serve swirls on their yeah. heads. Okay, let's continue. But uh, they're they're pretty much like real life problems or situations, kind of like with uh, Adam Sword last week. There's a lot of uh, his were more depression issues, but I guess the, some of these do have too. But there's real also life, real life thoughts and situations. Yeah, right? like one that I found is a one of this this big pink guy sitting there holding a big donut, and he's like, "I earned this." And he took a bite out of it in the next panel, and it said he did not talking about the donut. And then the next panel, he's standing there without the donut, and says, "I have no regrets." And then the next panel says. But he did. <laughs> so, what, just commenting immediately how after the donut's gone, the guilt returns? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another one, uh, the one character, he lets out a big sneeze and his friend says, bless you. And the other guy sneezes again and his friend says, you greedy motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> like one bless you was enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can, I, I can I can gel with this. And they go on about that, that same type of humor there. They're pretty yeah. funny. One, one, more, uh, one more time, the name? Uh, Mr. Lovestein. Mr. Lovestein. Steenstein. We'll, we'll get that hammered out. Maybe they'll they'll let us know which one it is. Okay. Oh, uh, there's one more. Okay. There's uh, two guys standing there. One's holding a cup of coffee. The one holding the coffee says, don't talk to me until I had my coffee. The other one grabs his cup, throws it away, and they're just pretty much standing there. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, really went the other way, didn't mm-hmm. it? Very good. I saw that one on Facebook, and it was the one with the achoo that I, I retweeted and was like, if the rest of these are this good, you're going to be on. Right. I'm sitting here, probably, like, yeah. racking my brain. Like, I know I've seen that thing before. Like, well, this is, if they're as good as this one, I'm going to be talking about them the next week. All right. Very good. All right. Alethea Jackson, why don't you uh, like to go next? I have a guilty pleasure comic that I like to read that I am totally embarrassed that I love to read. And that's Archie. <laughs> Wait, are you talking like a old school Archie? Or are you talking like after the, the death. after death? The the old school Archie comics, like the ones that people would buy in the you know supermarket for thirty three cents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, my grandmother had like a whole bunch of them, and it just like winded up in my possession as a small child, and then I read them all. All of them. When you get those, my uh, my great grandmother introduced me to old Garfield strips when I was real young, and those in Peanuts. Like she had books of yeah. those strips, and I just that's what that was my first exposure to comics. So, you know, I go to the library all the time and read the heck out of Garfield all the time. Right. That and Far Side cartoons. I'm mm. way into Far Side cartoons, which kind of reminds me of that a couple of those Mister Lovestein ones you were just reading. You know. I'd love it's it kind of, to look at it and then kind of decipher what's going on, and then the the joke hits you after. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think you have any need to feel uh, guilty. Maybe you didn't even say that, but consider even Archie a guilty pleasure because there's nothing wrong. Mary Poppins said it best: a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine <laughs> go down, and there's nothing wrong with something that sugary sweet. Sometimes, no. you know. Yeah, definitely. It's just, it's so opposite of everything else I like, and Alethea can totally attest to that. Like, I, I think it's one of those things that I tell my friends, and they're like, you read what now? 
<laughs> sure. At the like, same time, though, I'm not surprised. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> We've all have our guilty pleasures. Yeah. We certainly do. And I, I have my own that come to mind right now that make me think, move the topic on. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask me. Please don't ask me. <laughs> not coming out. Not coming um. out today. That'll be of my own volition. But uh, very good. Archie. Have, have you checked out the After Death or... Is that what it's called? I haven't. Mm-hmm. I haven't checked that one out. I've heard they're really good. I haven't read them at all, but what I've about heard. the? Uh, isn't there a WB Archie show now? Yeah, like Riverdale. Riverdale. It's called. That's what it is. Yeah. yeah. I haven't even yeah. touched that. What about yeah. what about you, Jackson? No, I haven't touched that one either. I'm I'm very. I don't I don't branch out of the TV shows that I tend to watch, which means I basically just watch you know Family Guy and. Nova. Rick and Morty and <laughs> Nova and just the same things over and over again until I have them memorized and then I keep watching them. I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm the exact my, same way. Not very many new shows. If I do, I'm pretty critical and then they usually yeah. drop off. It's like, no, That's, I want to yeah. watch Simpsons again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm right the there with Simpsons, you. Simpsons, the good ones. Well, they've been signed on for two more seasons. Simpsons out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two, yeah, but four the, people. <laughs> two more years did, of no Apu. Yeah, did, did you guys yeah. like his new show, Disenchantment? Yes. Yes. If when it yeah. worked, Netflix always crashes on that show for me for some reason. I was upset to find out that the episode that I had watched when we were watching them was the last episode of the season. I was like, "What? Oh, really?" Because I was just starting to really get into it a lot. I enjoy Bean quite a bit. Mm-hmm. She's a great character. Yeah. I love uh, what's Lucy. The little mm-hmm. uh, they're all yeah, great. Yeah, the is great too. Yeah, I love her dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funniest shit. <laughs> but no, that was such a good show. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. But that's good, though, right? Because it, like, it leads people wanting a season two. Yes. That way they can yeah. come into season two strong. They don't have to start out slow. They can just go right into it. Start <laughs> shifting yeah, their attention. ended the season two. That's yeah. why I, I haven't got that far yet. Don't ruin it. Okay. Don't I'm ruin done, it. Then. <laughs> no spoilers. <laughs> but, you know, if, if it keeps, if it gets to be uh, successful, you know, maybe the attention will eventually shift from Simpsons to Disenchanted, and then the Simpsons will finally... Uh, be allowed to rest and go peace. to sleep. Yeah, yeah. Put her down, old mm-hmm. Yeller, the Simpsons, if you will. No, <laughs> old Yeller, pun intended. <laughs> it's so perfect, though. <laughs> it's so perfect. That worked out well, didn't yeah, it? it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, very good. Um, moving on here, um, I'm going to do mine next. Jack, I need you to do me a favor, though. Okay. Pick for me an Aerosmith song, would you? Hmm. Eat the rich. Ooh, good choice. Very good Songs. choice. That's probably the most standout one for me. <sighs> yeah, the old Aerosmith shooter game in the arcades. It was always okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Big Ones album. I mean, who, who did you guys have the Big Ones album at all? Yes. See, most people <laughs> did. It's like Boys to Men uh, in the ni- in early '90s. Almost everybody had mm-hmm. that. Had it. The reason I have you pick it is because I uh, have a comic that I picked from a dump bin at a comic store over around Westerville, uh, I don't know, a few months ago. The World Greatest Comics? Yeah, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. been there a couple times. That's a cool store. I little really bitty, enjoy them. Little store. Little yeah. Store, yeah. But those dudes are knowledgeable. They know yes. their shit. Yep. I get inside and out. But um, 
I found this in the uh, dump bin there. There was like nothing. It's all 25 cent comics, and it's a Valiant comic from 1994, I believe. It's got the Mortal Kombat movie logo on the back page there. Or no, it's a video game. That's a video game, but boy, there are some gems of ads in here. (laughs) I'll I'll touch on those as we go here. But this is a comic of the Shadow Man featuring Aerosmith. And isn't that just such the way? Trying to kind of pull a kiss in the (laughs) 90s there and get get their uh, marketing out and going. We're gonna be in the comics, the video games. Don't they have a roller coaster still at uh, fucking Disney uh, MGM? Do they? Yeah, so the yes. rock and roller coaster. No they still have a rock no and roller idea. coaster at Universal Studios. That shit is still there. They take the yep. Tower of Terror out for the Guardians of the Galaxy, but <laughs> no, we gotta leave the Aerosmith right Aerosmith. alone. Um, in this comic, what happens is Aerosmith's playing a show, and there's this uh, this guy out back who's wearing nothing but bib overalls, no shirt on underneath, but is claiming to be Steven Tyler's biggest fan. He's followed Aerosmith around. He's their biggest fan. He's met all the band, but still has yet to meet uh, Steven Tyler. And uh, he eventually gets a little crazy and gets pushed away by security, and he goes walking up a back alley all downtrodden and there's a shadowy figure in the corner there like hang on there mister maybe I can help you out kind of like a uh, let's make a deal with the devil kind of thing mm-hmm. and the next thing you know he cuts to Aerosmith backstage with this uh, guy who's playing saxophone they keep saying hey you're not bad man you need to join us on tour man and it turns out this is the uh, alter ego of Shadow Man. I never uh, did get his name. I, I can't remember what his actual name is. Right now, we'll stick with Saxophone Guy. And um, Steven Tyler goes into his dressing room and finds this strung-out dude in there going through his clothes. He has a one of his, like, leopard scarf things, and he's telling Steven, he's, I need a piece of your hair. If I get a piece of your hair and take these two things back to this guy in the alley... He will grant me the ability to sing like you and be you. Just give me your hair. So a big altercation. He's wrestling around and uh, eventually gets the snippet of hair and runs. The guy in the alley turns into a little voodoo doll. And then it does give this scrote the ability to sing like Steven Tyler indeed. And Steven starts losing his voice and can't sing. It's actually working. And it's so funny because they they pull no punches with this shit. Like there's a there's a point where Steven kind of falls to the ground, I think. And one of the band members is like, Steven, you need to pull it together. Yeah, you really need to get a grip. You know? oh, I was wondering if you were gonna go with that. Kind of. Fucking awful. Isn't it just awful? But it's so sugary sweet at the same time. Kind of kind of uh, touching on that same archy vein, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, eventually the bad guy catches up with uh, or excuse me, Shadow Man catches up with the bad guy and can't really do much of anything except surrender his own service in favor to this bad guy to spare Steven Tyler. So the comic ends with Aerosmith okay, but our hero is now pretty much owes a favor to the devil, is what it looks like. So, <laughs> took an interesting turn, but my God, I mean, 93 is kind of my year. Don't I always say it, Jack? All my favorite cartoons and movies seem oh, to yeah. come out around, around that, that time, and this comic screams 93 with Aerosmith eaten with his Eat the Rich shirt on the front there. I want to see how, they, how well they did Steven. I think they did pretty well. I think they did really well, actually. Oh, yeah, look how big that mouth is in that one. Yep, that's him. <laughs> <laughs> they do it well. Yep. They do it well. 
Nice. And there's an ad for what's the movie in here. I, when I look at old comics, I always got to look at the ads. This is when Wizard actually was doing uh, like comic guides before they had the cons. What else do we have? The movie California with Brad Pitt and Juliette Lewis. Remember that one, Jack? Okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, Street Fighter 2 Turbo for Super Nintendo coming Ooh. out soon, Jack. Oh, man. That's how old this one goes back. So, anyway, just wanted to throw that down. And I ask you what that song was because I'm going to have that behind this whole little nice. Aerosmith segment there. <laughs> Shadow Man featuring Aerosmith. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> moving on. We are now left with Alethea's contribution to the segment. Mine's a little bit darker, uh, but it's a comic or a graphic novel, I guess. Bring I've it been, on. And I, I've been love. I've been in love with it ever since I was like in middle school. Um, and I and it's kind of helped shaped my morbid sense of humor quite a bit. Um, Johnny, the homicidal maniac by Jonan Vasquez. <laughs> um, yeah. Boy, that sounds familiar. Actually, <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> Uh, so, like, Jonah Vasquez, if you guys ever used to watch Nickelodeon in the early 2000s, uh, he created the show Invader Zim. But before Invader Zim, he made Johnny the, the homicidal maniac, which started in the 90s. And it kind of continued into the early 2000s when it ended. Um, but he also has made a couple spinoffs of it, too. But basically what it's about is about this character named Johnny, or Nee for short, um, as he explores his psychological and possibly supernatural forces, which compel him to commit a string of murder, string of murders that he always seems to get away with. Uh, it's, it's very, very dark comedy, but it's it can fantastic. turn. It is great. Like it does have a lot of philosophical stuff. It does have a lot of social commentary that kind of works with every generation. <laughs> um, sure. And obviously the dark comedy can be kind of light, I guess, in terms of, in terms of that story, but it can just go straight into horror, like super quick gore, like because he's a murderer. So, <laughs> right. And, uh, and, and, you know, the, the like social commentary stuff, like there's a point in it where he dies and he goes to hell and he sees the devil, but the devil is dressed as a cheerleader. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> That's confusing. And then it's great. <laughs> So it's, you said this it, was it on network television? This this actually had a run on TV? No, uh his other creation, Invader Zim, had a had a sure. run on Nickelodeon. I remember. No, that Johnny Lomosado Maniac would never be on television unless like you got a super chill network. <laughs> I see. I thought yeah. you said were saying through the nineties that one was on television. I okay. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah. Oh no, I'm I'm sorry if I explained it no, wrong. No. <laughs> I'm I'm sure I just misheard. Yeah, no, I, I feel like I've heard of Johnny the Homicidal Maniac before. It does sound familiar. Doesn't it? Yeah. I'd have to big, but, dig back through the Candare uh, archive to find out. Officially in the year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then like, there's, the devil gets annoyed with him and basically kicks him out of hell and sends him up to heaven and you see God, but I don't want to give spoilers what God looks like <laughs> in the comic. It's hilarious. <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's, and also it changes perspective. So like, it's not just following me all the time. It's also, there, there's a point in it where like you see, you follow the perspective of his, of his victims, you know, in his house and they're trying to escape or like, uh, 
he gets a girlfriend and you see her, her perspective of like dating a murderer and how she deals with it and everything like that. Like it's, sure. it plays off of comedy and that horror, like quite, <laughs> quite well, in my opinion. How is this not a Netflix original already? Serious. <laughs> like serious. I'm, I'm like a hundred percent serious about that. Like that seems like that would be, I mean, murder porn's all the rage nowadays, right? I mean, everyone loves hom- homicide shows and murder put it on adult swim. They got some pretty weird, morbid stuff on there, too. Yeah, they they have kind of got some weird shit on mm-hmm. there, don't they? We love Adult Swim, though, mm-hmm. don't we, Jack? <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> um, I forget where I was going with that. Sorry. No. <laughs> Derail! Yeah. Anyway. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. He had... It, it would be easy for him if he wanted to, because, you know, he already had an animated series, you know? But uh, sure. it's up to him. <laughs> yeah, I think his itch out with haters and because i mean some of those episodes got really really dark like the one where he's running around and like literally harvesting children's organs um that was a dark dark episode (laughs) invaders is really dark and it it's so much has the exact same flavor as johnny the homicidal maniac that he may have just gotten it out with zem that could be true yeah zem got a lot bigger following than than johnny did no, it yeah, Johnny is still very much underground. Um, yeah. Hmm. And Invader Zim, who was the kid that was always trying to catch him? Would he Dib. kind of be Dib. like Johnny at all? Yeah, I I, th- I think in an interview Johnny uh no, no not Johnny, uh Johnny said that he he based uh Dib off of himself, but you can you you can see a little bit of Johnny influence in his appearance. Oh, there's a lot of it. Yeah. I wish I was around. Well, not around. I was not that I wasn't around, but I missed it, Zim when it was out. I never watched it either. I feel like uh, our friend Jeff did. Yeah. He seemed to enjoy it. But yeah, no, he I've heard a lot it. of good stuff about Invader, Invader Zim. I've just never seen it. Mm-hmm. I believe it's on Hulu. It is. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, that's where we've been watching it. I think is on Hulu. I'm still, boy, it's talking about guilty pleasures since I've gotten Hulu. I'm watching those old TGIF shows. Jimmy <laughs> Christ. Yeah, boy, see, so you hear that? I killed the show yep. with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. It's dead. It's done. All right. <laughs> Okay, with that all behind us, let's just turn our attention over to Alethea and Jackson and talk the webcomic Bad Luck. Guys, thanks so much again for being here, and I'm really excited to uh, hear more about this. We got to check out the comic before we started the show, and uh, I love it. I mean, I love a black... <laughs> what? Uh, you, just the, the way... I love it. <laughs> I guess I kind of tripped over my words. I love it, but I love the way you guys use your black and white medium. It's one thing I uh, always look for when I see a black and white comic. And uh, with your character, what was his name? Oliver, like his arms, his waist. There's some. I love the way you guys uh, do the, the maybe tone. It's it's kind of like fades between yes. like white and black, but there's also like this veiny, cracky appearance in mm-hmm. there. I can't explain it, but. Maybe you guys can do better than I can. <laughs> yeah, that's all Alethea right there. So, like, with Oliver's design, you know, he's an incubus. So I wanted him to... I, I wanted his face to be kind of blank in a way. So that, like, when you look at him, you see your desire projected onto him. And that's how, you know, because he feeds off oh, of desire and pleasure and all that stuff. <laughs> that makes sense as to why I, I was reading and there was a girl coming onto him in a bar. I was like, can't she see that he has horns and shit? Like, mm. 
That makes more sense. And then when he looks himself in the mirror in the bathroom, that's that's what she sees him yeah. as. <laughs> yeah, she, mirror, it looks like a pretentious douche looking back, and that's actually what she sees. <laughs> <laughs> Tell our listeners about the premise, like uh, like how how this come to be. What's the comic about? Sure, absolutely. Uh, so Bad Luck is about um, it's set in an alternate 1950s America where witches, demons, magic, all that stuff is real. Um, and Ava is is a very scatterbrained witch, and she summons a familiar, but she gets Oliver. While she's happy, she has Oliver as a familiar, who who is an uh, incubus, very powerful and everything like that. Oliver feels very, uh, what's what's the word? Just kind of insulted. Bitter, uh, yeah, insulted. <laughs> That he's summoned by someone so amateurish as Ava. <laughs> sure. And so they have to break their familial bond. And to do that, they have to cross around the world to obtain these very rare and ancient artifacts, very odd artifacts, too, to uh, break the bond. But they also have to avoid this group called the Harvesters who are hunting like witches like Ava down for their magic um, for their own purposes. So it's a lot of adventure. Uh, it's uh, like Johnny the Homicide Maniac. It's dark comedy ac- action. Um, and it started out with, uh, I talked to, I had the idea. I was inspired by, obviously, Invader Zim and uh, animes like Magi and Kiki's Delivery Service. And then I wanted some help fleshing it out and building upon ideas. And so I got in touch with Jackson. Yeah. And then she's like, hey, I have this idea. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, sometime in the future, and I think the next week, hey, I, I have a concept for your entire idea. And she just loved it. And we, our back and forth is just so natural. And next thing you know, we're like, um, a month later, I think we had the first one all but inked, like the first wow. issue. It really went super fast. It's so <laughs> awesome when you find a good collaboration with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it just makes things so easy, so effortless, it's like butter. Yeah, yeah. We end up adding more to it. Every, we we end up talking, excited that events come back out and things get rebutchered and retaped back together, and it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger, and events just die underneath it. I. Think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might as well. Uh, like, like it was supposed to be. It was originally just supposed to be like a mini series, like maybe around five issues. But Jackson and I, as soon as we started bouncing ideas back and forth from each other we're like oh my gosh we should do this direction we should have the characters experience this why not have them do that and and, and it just sort of flourished into its now you know the original bad luck storyline is uh going to be about 20 issues with three different arcs um and it's going to get progressively darker and darker as the series continues just kind of ease everyone in into how dark we're going to get and um, and then we have a spinoff uh, that we're trying to work on, too, uh, called Bad Luck Chronicles, which is going to take place at the same time of the original Bad Luck timeline. Nice. When you say getting darker and darker, I, you know, I, I, you, you describe it kind of as, you know, dark comedy. So as it goes, is the comedy element kind of going to slip away? We'll still keep the comedy, um, but there's just they're going to find themselves a more dangerous situations uh mm-hmm. they're going to learn about themselves that they may not have expected their people are going to get hurt people are going to experience trauma like we're 
there might be some triggering situations. <laughs> sure. You know, this makes your description makes me think of uh, kind of the way the Harry Potter films played out. I never read the books, but I did see the films and blasphemy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got to put it out there, though. I'm not about to try to be a poser and say I have. <laughs> but um, just, you know, how they start so kind of lighthearted and carefree. And by the end, they're just very heavy toned mm -hmm. and yeah. adult themes. And I just loved how that played out. Mm -hmm. Loved it. So, uh, you know, that's a good selling point for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be a very similar way. I mean, and and characters, I think here at the beginning, they feel very caricature ish. You know, Ava seems a bit over the top. Even Oliver seems a bit over the top. Right. And by the by by the end, it's it's gonna be different. Going to be it's going to be one of those comic series that you pick up the first one and you pick up the last one, and you can't tell that they are from the same same storyline. Like how how did we take this character and turn it into that? Hmm. Yeah, pretty much like the we we wanted to keep people like on their toes as much as possible. I. Like, we know that's not going to be, like, possible all the time. There's going to be people that may be able to predict some things. But, sure. but uh, we're hoping that, like, with this story, we can take as many twists and turns as we can with the characters so that they might do something or might be in a situation that a person, that, that the reader may not have uh, predicted. And by the time they get to the end of it, you know, it's just... Well, this seems like a completely different story than how it started out. What happened? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, well, those are the best stories, too. Most I mean, stories got to do that if they go on so long. They've got yeah. to take a, a big turn. I've heard creators in the past say, you know, whenever you do a story, you know, your your mind always naturally wants to flow one way with it. You know, either rather based on stuff you've seen in the past or things that have inspired you. And I've heard some of those same people say, you know, wherever my mind wants to go naturally, I go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. You know, and it tends to be better writing. It tends to lend to those kind of surprises that the reader isn't expecting, like you're exactly like you're speaking of. And also it just allows for it allows you to really learn from your characters and and learn about your characters and allow them to grow. If you if you do this one thing, the entire story, you don't really have character growth and mm -hmm that's where people lose interest because like yes people are interested in the plot but to get interested in the plot they have to be invested in the characters so like <laughs> right and, and and we feel like uh we have some pretty big arcs especially for ava and oliver um that they're gonna experience <laughs> how come you guys decide to keep it black and white versus color it was mainly cost and uh time um because black and white is a lot cheaper to print um and it's also a lot quicker for for us to just pump out the pages but but we do plan on releasing a colored version uh when we get the first five issues done and we collect them all into a trade paperback because we want nice. a nice. trade paperback black and white version we want a trade paperback colored version <laughs> very cool this is going to be a cool book to have in uh in in, in trade form yeah I'm sorry, I'm just gazing at it as it's on the computer screen here. It looks awesome. But uh, I'm kind of curious, too, about this character, Oliver. You know, you guys, he's a familiar, he's a, hes one of these beings that is summoned by, by a witch, correct? Yeah. So is, is this actual, like, is based around actual witch lore, or is this just something you guys have come up with? 
we kind of took a little bit of witch lore and kind of turned it on its head and made it our own. So like nice. in witch lore, there there obviously is like familiars and stuff. And some some uh, stories you hear about witches getting familiar, sometimes the familiar just appears. Sometimes it just walks up to them. Sometimes they do a ritual. <laughs> this one we're like, you know, let's be as theatric as possible. So how about she she's, they have to summon one, you know, like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it's just sort of random of what their familiar is. and But their familiar also speaks a little bit about them. So the fact that she got a demon familiar might speak a little bit about Ava's, like, just about Ava. <laughs> like, might yeah. speak some stuff about her. Don't want to give too much away. <laughs> Something okay. hidden about her. <laughs> <laughs> Dark secrets. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Well, this is an awesome comic. I, I, I love what I'm seeing. Again, I'm going to keep reading it. I, I strongly recommend our listeners do the same. Just go to badluckcomic.com. And you guys said this updates every Wednesday, correct? Correct. Uh, but our our uh, publisher, Envion, is doing a huge overhaul with their website. So the updates might be kind of slow, um, but we'll just keep everyone posted. <laughs> okay. All right. And we'll make sure we have those links up there. Now, are, are both of you guys on Twitter? Not personal ones, but we do have a bad luck Twitter. I see. Okay, very good, very good. Any other places we should be directing people? Um, we also have a bad luck Facebook page and an Instagram page. Um, if anyone wants to follow us on there, we post WIPs, sketches, announcements, a bunch of other fun things. And that's just at bad luck comic. For Instagram and Twitter, it's bad luck comic. For Facebook, it's official bad luck comic. <laughs> there we go. Very yeah. good. All right, well, we'll be sure to put uh, these links up on our social media and uh, our website, all the places we have that be. Get the word out for you guys. You have a good comic there. Keep up the good mm-hmm. work. Thank you. Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to cannedairpodcast.com. You can check out our special guests, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media. Uh, check out some of the videos on our YouTube page. Uh, get some merch, become a patron and pay attention or keep a lookout for the wizard world coming to your town because we'll be giving away two free tickets so keep an eye on our social media because we'll be blasting that all over the place and don't forget to find us on twitter at candairpod and on instagram at canned underscore air we also have that patreon page i was talking about a little bit earlier go over to patreon.com forward slash candairpod become a patron get access to the candair monthly patreon show how many times can I say the word Patreon in that sentence? Yeah. Patreon, Patreon, Patreon. <laughs> and this is going to be the second to last song we're going to be going out on featuring uh, the band Quiet. That's what we've been doing for the past, what, five weeks five? now? Yeah. Yeah. I am in love with this band. Cannot get enough of, enough of them. Um, from their album Kiss of the Universe, we're going to be playing the song Real Men here. I strongly recommend you guys get this album, at least look the band up. They've got some uh, stuff on YouTube. You can check them out before having to spend any money. Great, great band. I'm absolutely in love. Uh, anything else, Jack? That's it for me. Until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. Insert name here. <laughs> oh, I'm Alicia. <laughs> And I'm, my I'm partner Jackson is Jackson. Gilbert. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> They're both there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone. Some men like horses and some like fast cars. Some men like shotguns and some like guitars. 
And people who confuse their mind with their heart Just because you Be sure to get outside immediately. And once outside, get on CandarePodcast.com. Well, thanks for the tip, Blowtorch, but just one question. What about the fire? And no one is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Okay, this is like those pictures that they say, what was it? (laughs) Oh, there was some something that just leaked recently, like a title to a movie or something. And there was a 
I don't know about enough about this to even go on. I'm just going to shut <laughs> <All> up. Ah, <right. laughs> <sighs> oh, shit. The Korean War has sadly been known as the Forgotten War, but half a century earlier, the United States was locked in a bloody conflict in Asia that's been all but erased from the history books. Hi, I'm Alex Hasty, the host of Ohio vs. the World, an American history podcast on the Evergreen Podcast Network. In our newest episode, we speak to experts about the Philippine-American War, America's first Asian counterinsurgency conflict. The heroes, the villains. We'll discuss President McKinley, Admiral Dewey, the vicious brutality of the fighting and the scandals and war crimes that nearly sunk Theodore Roosevelt's presidency. Check out our show, Ohio vs. the World, on the Evergreen Podcast Network for our new episode about America's most forgotten war. Now back to the show. <laughs> 